Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge, Daily Doses from the Edinburgh Festival. I'm your host Phil Ellis and it's episode 14. The sun is still shining bright as I gaze out onto the canal from my student accommodation and there's a guy who's just feeding the birds like an idiot. He's obviously brought a loaf of bread for this sole purpose and he's just gathering all the seagulls and ducks and swans and everyone around him as if he's trying to form some kind of bird army. It's weird. I mean, I imagine that being your day out. Anyway, enough about Birdman. Uh, it's not Marcus Birdman, the comedian, by the way. It's just a, a man that's feeding birds. Anyway, let's crack on with the episode because we've got an amazing guest. Our guest today is not only a comedian, not only a writer, not only an actor, but a genuine film star. It's Dave Johns. I've known Dave for many years as we've told our way across the circuit, up and down the country. Uh, but Dave actually started doing comedy back in 1487. So sit back and relax and enjoy some of his heady medieval tales. Enjoy the show. Um, just get a level if you don't I am here with the fabulous Phil Ellis. I remember the first time I saw him at the Manchester... Um, Frog and Bucket in Preston and I saw him and I said that boy is going to be a star he's going to waste a lot of opportunities <laughs> he's going to he's waste gonna. a lot that boy <laughs> is going to waste a lot of opportunities <laughs> he's going <laughs> to I remember I remember the very first time we met oh uh, I've set the scene I was sat here at the assembly bar near the toilets <laughs> which is very very special and I'm only joined by the one the only, the film star, <laughs> it's Dave Jones. Hello. How's it going, pal? Good, yeah, it's great, man, isn't it? This is mm. new. We, we are under a glass roof, which is very, very nice. Yeah. It's like being in a really posh sort of, a, a cross between a bordello, because all the walls are red, mm-hmm. and a greenhouse. So it's as if sort of like um, some Alan Titmarsh who tried to sort of make a, it sexy, his greenhouse, quite sexy. Oh, yeah, well, if anyone's going to make a greenhouse sexy, it's Titchmarsh. It really is, yeah. Are you, uh, I mean, now you're a film star, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you used to better, I mean, we're on a bit of a plush sofa. Well, it's, it, well, well, it's not can, is it? It's not can, but, it, but you're here. And that's all it no. counts. That's all it counts. It's canned goods. Canned goods. <laughs> that's more what we're on. When did you get here in Edinburgh? I got here yesterday, yeah. You got, got here, here yesterday. yesterday. And um, I did, uh, and straight into the madness, because I could only do two weeks. So I've, uh, I, I did a big walk for, um, in memory of Sean Locke, our, yes. our departed comedy brother, who uh, was a great friend of mine. We did a walk for, for Macmillan Cancer which was along the um, the coast of Devon and Cornwall, and it absolutely killed us. It was supposed to be 100 mile. I managed 75. Bill Bailey, he organised it. Uh, Lee Mack, I think it killed Lee Mack off. It, uh, there's right. not many comics left now. I mean, I've lost all my toenails. I've lost, on one foot, I've lost four toenails. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They've all come off with the... Um, with the yeah. I, made I hope the they rook- found a cure after that, Dave. Well, I made the rookie mistake, <laughs> you see, of uh, not clipping my toenails before I went on a 100 on a mile How walk. big are your toenails? They're massive. Really? They're like big talons. <laughs> You're They're just like, scuttling yeah, around yeah, the coast. Yeah, yeah. When, when I walk on, on sort of tiled floors, it's like a scratching noise. But now I've got no toenails, so I don't have to cut them anymore. Bit of Vaseline on. Back, yeah. out, back out there. Yes, back out there. So I got here... Today I'm doing two weeks at the festival and it's and it looks the same as it always is, crazy and mad and seeing yeah. loads of friends and that and 
Were you on at 8.45 p.m. at yeah, the Gully Balloon? Yeah, and the I did wine. my first show last night, and it was uh, it was all over the shop, but it was great. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I tried a, the rookie mistake of, of trying to do a new joke about Anton Dubeck, which Oof. which didn't in his bloke in the front. I went, I don't get it, mate. So I went, you don't get it. So I had to sit on a stool and explain to the audience why it was funny. And that made it funnier, as me, as me explaining why I thought this was funny, but they didn't. But that was good. So, yeah, yeah, we got the first one under the belt, so that, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that now. And now I can just hopefully relax into it, you know? Well, you're very relaxed. You're almost horizontal for I know, the podcast. I am. I'm a very, well, well, I've just, all around Edinburgh, I've just noticed all, all, the, all my faces on all the buses for the new Phil and Fisherman's Friends. I know, well, well, out. I know, I saw that yesterday and I was Did like... Did you get a shock? I, t- I was like, oh my God, he's gone for the... Fo- oh, that's his film. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, the sequel is out. Yeah, was yeah. that... I mean, that was um, one of those films that just really took off. It, Did you expect that to be as n- big a hit? No, I, I mean, it's, it's a feel-good film. And do you know what was amazing about it? Mm. I got an email from... And the first film came out and I got an email just before Christmas... Um, from Stuart Lee, mm. uh, and I went, Stuart, and he went, he went, Dave, I've just got to tell you, me, my wife, the kids, and all our in-laws were, were, were looking for something to watch uh, uh, over the Christmas, and, uh, and we said, oh, let's download Dave's film, Fisherman's Friends, and I was thinking, oh, here it comes, because you know Stuart, mm. he's very difficult to, 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 to please Stuart, and he goes, it was brilliant. Mm. He goes, it was, and he says the reason why it was good because it everybody could watch it, the kids could watch yeah, it. Yeah. The, the, you know, he says even I got something out of it. So you know, I mean, it's just a feel-good daft film. So they made the second one, yeah. and uh, singing sea shanties and and doing mad stuff like that. So it was good. Eh? And how was the second one? Uh, was it filmed on the Port same? Port Isaac, yeah, yeah, Port yeah. I- Oh, what a place, man! It's beautiful, you know. And and I don't know if you know Melda May. You know Melda May, the yeah, Irish yeah, singer. Yeah. She's a, she's a sort of. Um, um, she's one of Jules Holland's. Uh, she's always on Jules Holland. Right. Um, she's sort of like a rockabilly type. Um, she's from Dublin, and she oh god, she's played with everybody, with Jeff Beck, with uh, Plant, wow. with Rock. Ro- 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 she she played the love interest, and she's great. And Your so, love interest? No, not my love interest. <laughs> I'm 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 all Leadville. I'm the old fisherman. <laughs> I don't have a love interest apart from mermaids. Oh, really? Every now and then, I get a mermaid. I found the other one the other night. She was lovely. She was uh, 36, 22, 5.99 a pound. <laughs> See, I slipped an old gag in there. I like that. I like that. He's back. He's back. He's back at <laughs> the fridge. With class jokes like that, let's <laughs> rush for tickets. I remember. Uh, is, that, is, that, uh, is that out now or is that coming out? Yes, it's out now on the 19th, yeah. Excellent. And then I made a film in Belgium. I've just finished a film in Belgium where I had to speak French, mate, for the first time. Really? I've never, yeah. Um, um, they said um, they got us a tutor because I had five scenes in French. I went, I don't speak French. Uh, so I had to learn French, yeah. So I had to learn French. You know, did you just learn the, the lines you needed? Or did for you the film. So if yeah. I, if I, oh, I'm in Paris and any of the lines come up, from the film, like Je nul pas où elle est, je suis à la rue, I'll be yeah, fine. That course, means yeah. um, five, five bags of I, cheese and I, a whistle. I, I, I have nowhere to go, I will be on the streets. So that oh. might come in handy. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely, I need that. <laughs> I need that in as many languages as possible. Yeah, so, so, I, so I, I did that, and it's quite, a, um, it, it's a great script, and uh, that comes out in February, and uh, the, uh, it's been entered to the Cannes Film Festival in Venice Film Festival in Berlin. So, yeah, I'm hopefully... What is it like then, Dave? Because I don't think I've seen... You've always sent me very nice messages on Facebook, as is your, as is your way. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, supportive guy on the circuit. I always have been. I try to, yeah. 
But I remember we first met Dave at a lovely little gig in a hotel. I can't remember. It's in the northeast somewhere, and it was in this hotel. Mm-hmm. But you were watching the football, so you just go back to your room to watch the football, <laughs> then pop back in to do the gig. Right. And I think you were saving. Oh, that was it. You were saving the match till after the. That was it. You were saving the match till after the gig. Right. And just before you came off, the guy shouted the score out. Yeah. And I've never seen anyone quite so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably, well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, people do that all the time, don't they? They, they, always, yeah. they always think, 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 think that you don't want, that that won't affect you. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it does affect uh, your joy uh, when you know the score. Of course. It's like, yeah. you know, if you might meet a nice lady or a nice gentleman and you go back for a night of love and they <laughs> show you their wares too early, it spoils the evening. Yeah, well, now you get them in a text. That, 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 sounded, a bit, that sounded a bit creepy. It that. was really it even, creepy. It even, oh, creeped, happy. it even creeped me out, and your face was like, Where's he going with this? Don't, don't worry, that's getting cut out. I yeah. don't know. I'm like, um, thinking, How's this an analogy that goes with the football? Yeah, well, I was trying to make an analogy there, but it didn't. That's why I'm not a football pundit on, on, on Match of the Day. And Dave, what do you think of that? Well, it's a bit like when you meet a man or a woman in the bar. It's like the fast show character, Swiss <laughs> Tony. Yes, yes, Swiss Tony. Yeah, yeah. So your first Edinburgh, what year was your first Edinburgh? 1991. Me and John Fothergill came up with a show. But then, you know, and, and then I just kept coming up doing, um, you know, we used to come up here, I used to share... A dressing room was short, um, uh, um, flats were short lock, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we had some great, great fun times there, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, and Edinburgh's changed now. Death yesterday, wasn't yesterday, it? Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I can't believe he's 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 gone for a year because we used to share this flat. And we used to get bored. And we used to sh- well, we invented this game called War, right? And and we used to spend the time and it started and and so what we'd do is Sean would say something like we'd be sitting having breakfast or something, and then Sean would go War. And then he would go, and he'd, and he'd wind his arm up like a windmill going, whoa, as if he's going to punch me, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but it was all in slow motion. Now, you know, like a Sam Peckinpah movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he'd punch me, and then I'd have to fall off the table and <laughs> roll around the floor in slow motion, right? Like as if it was like, <laughs> boom, like, a, like, you know, when somebody gets shot in, a, in slow motion, right? Yeah, yeah. Banging off the floor. So then I'd get up and I'd go, whoa, and I'd punch him, and then he'd fly over the settee. <laughs> But what happened about it is, as it moved on, it got. We started doing it outside. We started doing it in restaurants and in bars. And so I'd be sitting in this like Fisher's restaurant down uh, down in Leith, mm. and we having a nice day. And he'd go war, and I'd go, "Oh, please, Sean, not here." Please. <laughs> go, war. And it was a matter of honour. You had to. Yeah, so to he'd do go, Woo, and he'd punch me, and I'd go flying over the tables in this way. People having dinner, you know. People are going, "What's this idiot doing?" And I'm rolling around on the floor, and then and then I have to go and go, and then he'd have to, and then we get and then we get thrown out. <laughs> um, but it was great. Good way so to I get miss, thrown out. So yeah. I, I miss war with Sean, you know. Ah, oh. yeah. Because you were, yeah, you were very close friends. Yeah, yeah, and we're it, good mates, man. Me and Sean, yeah. And it's nice. Always, I always love seeing. Um, there's a few like Fothergill does it as well. You, you put John Fothergill, great Geordie comic. Is he technically a Geordie, John? John's very Geordie. John's very, he's the most Geordie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's from the Outback. He's yeah. from um, um, the Outback in um, in a place called Crawcrook. Yeah. Which is um, which is very much sort of like um, banjo playing territory in Newcastle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean the thing is about about uh, that's why it was amazing when I did sort of um, Daniel Plate with Ken Loach. It was it was it, it, it was set in Newcastle, and when you and when we went to the Cannes Film Festival, you know, sending a, a Geordie to the Cannes mm. Film Festival was just insane, man. 
on a yacht. On a yacht, yeah. Have I, you done the whole yacht thing? At yeah, Cairns? I met, I met, I met, um, I met. Uh, I was in a bar and I was a bit pissed, and Meryl Streep was coming towards the bar. Oh, here's a sentence you don't hear every day. Keep, <laughs> here we go. She, she was coming towards the bar, and I turned around and I just went, Meryl, it's all free! <laughs> and, she, and it was shouting at the top of my voice, and she went, I'll put my purse away then, shall I? I was going to get them in. So, you know, I mean, that was quite funny having something like that with her, you know? Did, uh, okay, well, who is, apart from me, the most famous person you have met now? The, the, the most famous person. Oh, oh God. sorry, Dave. You need to <coughs> oh respect God. the microphone, please, Dave. Respect. Sorry. The um, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the most famous person I've ever met. Um, I, I met. Um, I met Steven Spielberg. Wow. And um, I was introduced to him, and he said, uh, "Congratulations with your uh, your uh, uh, movie. Uh, um, I'm a big fan. I I, um, I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's." But I've heard great things about it. This was a can. Mm. So I thought I'd better say something to him. So I said, um, so how's the BFG going? Because he had the BFG there, you know, oh, the yeah, big friendly yeah. giant. And he went, oh, we're really pleased, pleased with that, you know. Um, 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 uh, the response has been great. And so I, so I thought I should have just left it at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. So I went, I went, and I goes, because, you know, I said, Ken Loach couldn't make a movie like the BFG. And he looked at me and he went, well, no, I mean, Ken's more political, isn't he? I went, no, he'd want a real giant in it. <laughs> I goes, and you can't get them. I says, you probably looked for giants for ages, didn't you? And you couldn't Cuts find them. So you got Mark Rylance, and he's not even tall. <laughs> and Spielberg was just looking at me like, it's like, you know when somebody just doesn't get it? Mm. And he was like, smiling and going, yeah, yeah. So if you ever and wonder you why I'm never in a yeah, Steven yeah, Spielberg yeah. movie, it's because he thinks I'm a nutcase. He's him clicking his, pressing yeah, a little yeah, button on his lapel, yeah, the security guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Have you, uh, is that something that you missed then? Get, going into the, going from the, the green rooms of the, the all it's, the clubs we've done It's to, not the same. I mean, the yeah. thing about, as you know, I mean, the one thing I miss about not being on the circuit is is the fun in mm. in with, with other comics. Because other comics get it. They yeah, they yeah. get it straight away and they're on the and they're on the same page, and and yeah I do. Out of all the things about not being on the circuit anymore, it's it's hanging around with comics. You know, it's like you know when you used to go away for a weekend at the at the Glee Club, yeah, and you'd yeah. be there for a weekend, a weekend, a weekend, and you'd and you'd go out for lunch for the day, and you'd have a right. I mean, yeah. I mean one day we went out; it was a really hot day, and we went to Warwick Castle. I got them all to Warwick Castle, and I says, and we sat drinking beers on the grass watching jousting. And I thought, and, and they were going, oh, what going there? How long ago was this, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I've not even well, going I mean, a while. I've been in the circle a long time. You know, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I was the king's jester, <laughs> and I'd, I'd pleased him with a good fart. Because you start, what year did you start? I started in 1989. And you, so you used to run the Hyena Club, basically. Well, you well, you well, were the well, no, It was a comedy cafe first. I was the comedy cafe, which was at the time theatre and opera house in... And, you know, people who started there were, like, you know, back in the day, in the 89, was people like Eddie Izzard, Joe Brand, Jack D, Frank Skinner, mm. um, Steve Coogan when he was on the circuit. Ross Noble used to do gigs at my club mm. when he was uh, 14, you know? He was 14. I 14, yeah. And I so why he looked so young when yeah. I saw him the other day. Because yeah. he is still. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah, you know. So, so he's 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 never changed. So yeah, so that club had all the greats, and even now, if you, if I ever bump into Jack D, he still talks about 
how how great the comedy cafe was because in Newcastle because it was it was it was one of the first big clubs outside London from the mm. store, and it was just new then. Stand up was new. It wasn't on the TV. It wasn't on. In, well, the internet didn't exist, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it was yeah. just live, and that's the thing I try to tell people. All right, you can watch live at the Apollo and all that, but but you know, is, 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 as well as that, live comedy is totally, totally where you get the best buzz out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you see the shit bits as well, don't you? And that's, and that's a well, good that, one. Well, that is it. You see the highs and the lows. And the highs and the lows, yeah. And that's part of the experience. And laughing together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, watching, like, you know, there's nothing like being in a room full of punters and laughing no. with, 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 with an audience you know mm. it's, um, a, it's a weird um, obviously the, the things move in different ways as, as you know like I mean weirdly podcasts we were just saying before we started you know podcasts that's pushing a lot of comics who previously wouldn't have had that exposure now into the well when I started it was just on the back of a um, on the back of a wagon in a town market square that's how you yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, just, you should shout well, shout yeah, yeah. to the passers-by in the market. I still do that. We, yeah, no, but you just do that as a hobby. Um, but, you know, but back then, you know, I, I mean, like, this is it. I mean, like, you know, when, when I started my club, there was no internet, uh, and it was just word of mouth or, mm. or newspapers, you know what I mean? So it was all word of mouth, and that's how my club got going. The buzz in the Newcastle in the city was word of mouth. And what, So um, the Comedy Cafe, it was literally a cafe, I'm guessing. Yes, it was. It was yeah. a cafe. It was a bistro. And we and the only reason we could get a licence was if we served food and we didn't want to give people a meal. So I worked out we could get away with serving alcohol till two o'clock if we served a soup and a bun. Oh, really? And so, so, so the comedy should come from London and they'd say, why has everybody got a, a bun and tomato soup? <laughs> just we, get, we have to yeah. to get the like, so you'd have these people and they just thought it was some sort of weird gimmick that had that had yeah, just go Newcastle thing. Dave's a bit weird. He he gives the audience soup and a bun before the gig, and I went, no, I have to to be able to serve them alcohol. You know, That's I was brilliant. just trying to get round the loophole of having to serve a meal. You know, and that was the cheapest thing. And did that? So did that venue? Is that what? Was the hyena diff- different thing altogether? Was that an evolution? Then, then we moved on to the hyena. And uh, downstairs, it was a great gig. Then it went upstairs, and it and it and it just didn't work. And um, the guy who owned the venue was a partner in it, and I'd I'd always run the comedy cafe by myself. But then I had some partners, and they were started selling, you know, getting stags and hens in, and, and, and like not starting the show till like quarter ten when the stags and hens had been in drinking since mm. seven o'clock, and they were getting impatient, and people were getting in. It, it was just, it got impossible to play, you know? Mm. And that's when <laughs> I left it, you know? But it was sad, but the, 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 the Comedy Cafe and the Hyena downstairs were two amazing clubs, but then it just got, it's that thing of sort of, um, um, you know, trying to, to, to push it, you know? Um, like, you know, we'd do the show and people would just drink and enjoy the show, but there they were trying to... It's like when in Jonglers, when he used to go around with the shots mm. girls, you know, in, in, in the interview, they'd have girls in little tiny sh- um, pairs of shorts doing shots and shooters down people's throats, and, yeah. and then you've got to go on and close the show, and it's impossible. It's, it's not impossible. the best environment. Those gigs seem to be dying out now. Well, because yeah, because... it was always an yeah. unsustainable... Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. aren't going back to that. No, 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 because they were, they were, they, they, they. I mean, you know, there's some great gigs, you know, and it paid a lot of comics mortgages, junglers. Mm. 
but but it just it, in the early days there were good gigs yeah. but then again where, when you've got a brewery involved and they want to sell alcohol they just push it more and more the comedy going on later more alcohol let's just push cheap beer down them and then yeah. what happens is you know you like to put us have a little bit drink but you don't want them absolutely shit faced you know no that's and, it. and 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 just I, I mean i remember standing on stage once at a jongler's gig and there was all these hen parties and i got up on stage and uh I, 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 they were just yapping and talking and talking and I said um, um, I will survive that's all I said and then this girl went yeah and they started singing that you know <laughs> go go out the door turn around now you're not welcome anymore I will survive wait and, and the whole room started singing that song and I just stood there while the whole room sang the entire song and after they finished the song they went yeah and I went thank you very much I've been Dave Johns good night and I walked off and I didn't do one joke I just Stood there while they sang, I will survive. Christ. And then, you, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that, that, I mean, that's not what I come into comedy for, you know? No, it's, it's one of those heartbreaking things, isn't it? Where you know that you can get them, like certain acts can do, can play that room mm -hmm. and they'll love it. But it's most like you say, it just becomes in a way, you just either shouting over them just to do your time. Well, well you know, the one, you thing the one thing about stand-up is, I mean, the one thing I learned, and I say this to loads of, 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 of young comics, the, the thing about stand-up is the thing that, made me break break through in stand-up was when I learned how to play the pauses in a room. Because mm. a lot of comics are frightened of silence in a room. And I remember years ago, you know, I'd be playing these really rough clubs and I'd be like a scattergun, just not letting them have any space. Because I thought if I don't let them get in. And then I watched Alan Davis um, in, the, in the early 90s. Alan came in and he'd do a bit of stuff. There'd be massive applause, a laugh. And then he'd stop and he'd go and have a glass of water. And he just let the silence in the room just, just, in mm. and that was him having control over the room. They were waiting for the next bit. And mm. once I realised about playing silences, my comedy improved, and the, I think the enjoyment of the audience improved because you know you've got the command of the room. You know, and I mean, it, I only have silence. I know, but <laughs> but then you then then I know that I have to tell you you need some laughs as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you go, no, I don't. <laughs> Come on, mate. You don't have silences. It's you're not the spirit of the fridge. <laughs> you're a very, very funny man indeed. Oh, stop it, Dave. You but, are. I, but thank you. So what I was going to say to you, because it became quite notorious when I started, the hyena was the one that scared me. Yeah. And then I only did it once. No, I did it twice, I think. It was uh. a couple of weekends. And it was when these put you in the flat, which I'd heard... <laughs> yeah, the flat was... Awful yeah. thing, like yeah. rats and all sorts. <laughs> right. And they'd kind if of... If you are lucky, you'd have rats. <laughs> yeah, to keep you'd away all the other dangers. <laughs> all the other dangers, <laughs> like the muggins. Oh, yeah. There's some, yeah. Uh, the flat was scarier than the gig, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> And so that's why I left the hyena, you know? Um, but I had some great memories of the Comedy Cafe. And, it, it, like, you know, I'm, if you think of the roster of people, you, you know, Frank and uh, in, in when Coogan was on the circuit and, mm. and Eddie and, uh, I mean, Harry Hill played his first gigs course, at my club, yeah. you know. I'm mean, I mean, and mate, Sean Locke. Bill yeah. Bailey when he's in the double bish uh, in the double act, the Rubber Bishops. Oh, yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was in the double act, the Rubber Bishops. Uh, and I remember one day I said, look, I've got an extra gig in Ghoul Art Centre. And we went on the Tuesday night to Google Arts Centre and there was about 19 people in. And so we went on and we did the gig and then, and then, and then Bill was on and he said, he said, he said, so do you have comedy on here every Tuesday? And this bloke went, no, only fortnightly. And Bill went, oh, right. He goes, so what did you have on last Tuesday? And the bloke went, a Papa Masher workshop. 
And Bill went, oh, yeah, and how many did you get in for that? And he went, 86. <laughs> <laughs> and that put us in our place. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like we, 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 we got 19 in for the comedy, but the Papa Mache workshop... <laughs> Unless school's a massive big place for Papa Mache, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I know I've made a terrible decision, great wise. But um, but you were always good at Papa Mache, weren't you? You were always you, you were known at one time yeah, as but the Papa Mache prince, was, weren't you? I was the papier, papier Mache's Papier Mache. Yeah, yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah. stood at the back watching me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, those those heads and those animals you made. Yeah, yeah. Mashi, have you sold them? Have you still got them? No, I keep those for oh, keep for them? my private time. Oh, <laughs> you private know that. Time. That's good. That's good. I put wigs on them now. You should sell them. You know, you should sign them and sell Can't them. Can't sell them now, mate. No, okay. <laughs> not to stay there in. Okay, not to stay there in. Okay. So you've been up. In, you've done. Current to Edinburgh, you've had some interesting experiences. Really, like the way you've not just brought up solo shows on split shows. You also. Do you still own the rights for One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest? No, the it's, um, it's uh, we, me and Owen O'Neill wrote the stage adaptation that's of the right. Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank Redemption. That's I did one. the one. So that's out on tour Sorry. now at the moment. It's, it goes out on tour UK uh, uh, in September. It's in rehearsals now. But didn't you, I, I tell you what I'm getting confused with, because you, I'm sure you were. You're getting confused. <laughs> weren't you in? One floor of the I was in, one, yes, with Christian with Slater. Christian Slater. That's yes, I was in, yeah, so, sorry, yeah, yeah. We I'm came up confused. here, and that was a, that was a time in Edinburgh when Christian Slater was wandering around Edinburgh, the bowling I'm, into the abattoir. I, I, yeah, I mean, he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't. He was like, people going, "How do you saw Christian Slater?" But he, but, but you know, he was he he, he was great because he became like you know he like you know he he came and you know in Edinburgh you don't have like like private dressing rooms, so we were all in mm. one dressing room. And he, and he mucked in with everybody and we did three weeks up here and then we went to the West End and, and it was all comics and we had such, such a great time at the Gielgud mm. and just taking the piss out of Slater all the time. I, 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 I remember saying to him on the first day of rehearsals after we, we'd done the read-through, we were sitting having a coffee and I said, oh, Christian, I just want to say I, I really loved Minority Report. <laughs> and he went, uh, I, I wasn't in there. I went... I know, I just wanted to see. I really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and from that day on, he realised that he was going to get the piss taken yeah, out of yeah. And he took it, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, you know, you so know. Have you ever thought of doing big films, Christian? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought of doing, yeah. <laughs> but well, he was so generous with Daniel Blake when it won the Palm Door. Mm. He, um, he, he phoned me from America and said, oh, my God, that's so good. What was the first time you went into acting? Or did you do acting before stand-up? No, no. I, I that was, was something you fell into. I, 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 I used to work in the fly floor at the time, theatre and opera house. I used to mm. sort of, like, like, put in all the scenery. Yeah, yeah. It, it was only because I went down to the comedy store in the early 80s and saw a show and thought, this would be brilliant. But mm. now I was working in the fly floor, and then, and then I started my own club, and then by the time I'd done compared that for a year and a half I was good enough to get my first booking at the comedy store mm. and it just took off and then when I was coming up here Guy Masterson asked us if I would when, when he was doing the show with all the comics in um, 12 Angry Men would you want to be in the sh in the show and in so all us Bill Bailey was in it mm. and Andy Smart and in Phil Nickel and all us comics were in it and it was a massive big hit, mm. and then I and then and then we looked for another one, and I said, "Why don't we do Cuckoo's Nest?" And we did, and, and then we did the Odd Couple with Bill Bailey and Alan yeah. Davis, and so I was in the comics thing, and then Guy said that that somebody was uh, Ken Loach was looking for a guy my age, so uh, they sent me the um, the information, so I texted the casting director, and I said, "Hello, I'm Dave Johns. I'm a 59 year old Jody comic. I hear Ken Loach is looking for a bloke to be in his new film. I'd be up for that." 
And uh, she sent back and, and said, well, come, well come, come in. And I did about four auditions for Ken Loach. Mm. So it, it all just, it was never planned. It all just followed on. And then when I did Ken Loach's film, I never thought it was going to, I mean, nobody did. Mm. And then it went to Cannes and we were the biggest hit in Cannes. But, but that just came out the blue. And then when it got back here, it won the BAFTA. I won a load of awards. I don't know how, you know, acting awards. And then the people really wanted to see it. It, it, it became a hit because I think it touched a nerve, you know, yeah, at yeah. the time about about the benefits and about like 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 you know people struggling, and mm. um, and and uh, and after that I just got offered films. So I've so it's I've never really planned anything. It's just happened, you know. Yeah, I mean? but that that's the that's how the best things happen. And, yeah. and so all the things came together, and it all was in the and it all aligned, and I, and I think that's why it 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 worked. And sometimes. That's what happens. You're just in in the I, I, you know you're in the right place, you know. Yeah, right. and it's the right time, you know. I'm never in the right place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> We've got very serious now, haven't we? I know, but, I uh, but but you know, oh. I think sometimes people like to hear. Have you listening, Ken? <laughs> you set a film in Preston about a lanky, you know, about a lanky, a lanky bloke <laughs> with a receding hairline. <laughs> so what? Um, so th- this show, uh, it's stories from the. I'm guessing it's like uh, stories from the circuit and the f- and now uh, the acting world. Do, do you know what it is? My like my show. Stuff? I've always, you know, people are always like, you know, this thing about having a show up near a stand ups and having a theme to it, hmm. and, and it and it ties comics in knots. You know, I've got to have a theme. I've got to have some sort of th- message running through it, and we've got to have a cryy bit at the end. We've got to have a, a soul searching moment of like, oh, oh yes, and and, and that you know. And I thought this year, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm 66. I thought, no, I'm just going to come up and I'm just going to treat it like a gig. I'm yeah. going to do an hour's gig, just plain stand-up, funny shit that I thought about in my head and and just do it as a gig. And you know what? I, I think sometimes when people come up to Edinburgh, they don't treat it like that. They treat it like some sort of, and it, and it gets in the head and they're mm. worried about reviews and they're worried about like, you know, and, and instead of stand-up just going, this is just a gig. But it's every night, yeah, yeah. and and you know, it's great when somebody has a show that's got a poignant message to it. But you don't, you know, stand up doesn't have to. Stand up, you're supposed to laugh. That's what you go to stand up for to laugh. You want somebody to say funny things and makes you laugh. Yeah, yeah. And 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 there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah, there's room for that yeah. as well. There's room yeah. for everything. That's what I like yeah. about everything. There is, yeah. but people kind of forget that and panic. Yeah, like yeah, and go. Oh my God, I've got no message at the end of the show. Just go. Uh, Good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your bucket speak. That's the message. That's yeah, you know, message. but it is. But it's that. It's that thing. So I just thought, no, I'm just going to come up. I've got a few stories in from when I first started off in stand up. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's basically me just doing stand up and just yeah, wanting so to have fun. You know, in in because I'm in a lucky position with the films that I don't need to do it I'm doing it because I want to yeah I think that makes it a lot freer for me you look very relaxed I like it yeah you know, no, looking no. really cool as well though oh, oh thanks very much you, you, look, you actually do look like a film star are you flirting with me I am a little <laughs> bit yeah. well I've got I've got the travel lodge you know have you and I've got 24 hour vending machine privileges My. so if you wanted to get a Twix at 3 o'clock in the morning not yet. you you could just put your pyjama hey. bottoms on walk along the corridor yeah. Quid and get yourself a Twix. Well, that's what my life's like now. I know, but you keep changing your number, Dave. I can't, <laughs> you never replied. <laughs> no, it's just I, I do think for the first time I, I feel um, settled. I'm in the right place. You know Good. what I mean? Would you like to tour? 
After Edinburgh? I, I've done a few little art centres and stuff like that, mm. you know. And that's all right, but because I'm, I wrote a play which is going into rehearsals in February. Oh, cool. What's um, the play? Um, I, I can't say it at the moment right. un- until they release the thing. Okay. Um, but it's going into rehearsals in February and then it's going to tour the UK. Nice. And then I've got, and I've got like uh, uh, Turtles, which is coming out in February. So, and hopefully I'll, I'll do some more. Because you always think, you know, the film you do is your last film, you know. But yeah. and then and then just do stand up. I do the stand. I do. I'm doing the frog and bucket in a, oh, uh, yeah. for the first time in years. They um, I saw it. And I went. I went. Oh, okay. and I said, look, I'll do it if you can offer me a hotel. Yeah. And so they come back and said, yeah, we'll give you a hotel. So so I'm doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday opening. And they've given us a hotel, so that's quite nice, you know. Oh, so give us a shout. Yeah, I, I think it's in. I, I think it might be in October. I'm doing it. Oh, perfect! I, I'm back living in Manchester. So I, I will. We'll yeah. go and have a few beers and that, uh, you know. Yeah. And everybody who's listening to the podcast, you're able to come out. You're as all well. welcome. All three you of two. you. Yeah. You said, see, see, <laughs> you, you give on. yourself more. You give yourself more. <laughs> I said too, but you always put one on. You always exaggerate, mate. You always exaggerate. <laughs> uh, Dave, it's been such a pleasure. No, thanks for asking us on, mate. It's great, man. It's great. Uh, One more time. Would you tell us what the name of your show is? What time you're on? My show is called Dave John's A Comics Tale, and it's at the Gilded Balloon in the Wine Bar at 8.45 till the 28th of August. Excellent. Thank you very much, pal. You're welcome, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please do like and subscribe, share, add us on socials at Fringe Binge Pod. Tell everyone you can. Hey, more importantly than that, take care of each other out there. I've been Phil Ellis and you've been wonderful. Bye.